Welcome to The Female Influencer. I'm Lacey Shane. I want to talk about self-promotion. It's a topic that a lot of women don't like. They don't like the idea of self-promoting. It seems like a lack of humility. It seems like something they shouldn't have to do, that they should be judged on their merits, which I agree with. We should be evaluated on our merits. The fact that we're not in equal numbers at the top of our corporations, governments, and communities is proof that it's not an equal playing field. So self-promotion, something men do really well, becomes very important for us. And I first started uh, thinking about this more deeply a couple years ago. I'm part of a group, a wonderful group of women that support each other. And we have a monthly meeting where we have a speaker come in. And we had a man come who talked to us about effective leadership. And he was making the case that effective leaders are humble and that they always defer credit to the team. So before I get into the problem with that, there's, there's some things that this speaker, this, this man who was doing this training, really didn't understand about the differences of men and women in the workplace. One, and this is a difference that I'm sure you've had experience with. Take, for instance, the fact that when a man speaks boldly and strongly, that he's considered a leader, that he's considered decisive and someone to follow. And when a woman does that, she can often be characterized as bossy or harsh or bitchy. Sheryl Sandberg really hones in on this in her book, Lean In, uh, her whole life, she had dealt with the quote-unquote bossy label just because she showed leadership acumen. Another difference in the workplace, and there are many, but women tend to be hired for their experience while men tend to be hired for their potential. Now, this isn't something that's done by design. Both of these things are what's under the category of unconscious bias. So this has been revealed through studies that when a hiring team or a hiring manager is looking at candidates, for some reason, they tend to look more, if it's a male, at his potential in the job he's applying for. And for women, they tend to look at her experience well, I don't know if you can see the immediate problem with that, but potential looks forward and experience looks backward. So that sort of sets up the male candidate to always have a higher level of evaluation in terms of fit for the position because they're looking at what he could achieve, not what he has achieved, whereas they're evaluating the woman on what she already has achieved, not her potential. This is one of the reasons that when I coach women, on uh, anything related to getting a job or interviewing for a promotion, I have them start talking about their potential. I have them prepare for the questions they're likely to be asked with information about their potential to drive the hiring manager, the hiring team's focus into their potential rather than only their experience. So that's another difference. Another difference is that men tend to self-promote very easily. 
One way that they do this that's incredibly simple and very different from most women is that they make a lot of I statements. I did this. I did that. Women tend to make we statements. We tend to defer credit to the team. And the challenge with this is that people believe us, especially men, they believe us. If we say we, they don't assume the credit is ours because they're busy saying I, taking the credit. So when reflecting on this trainer's coaching and information on how to be a humble leader, I had to ask him, you know, do do you see this as any different for women? Because facts and research show that humility in women actually can hold them back. And he was completely unaware. So these biases and differences are, are unconscious, right? This man didn't know what he didn't know. And true it is that a humble leader is much better than a non-humble leader. And I'm not suggesting that you become inhumble. In fact, I'm going to teach you today exactly how to self-promote without (laughs) self-promoting. I'm going to teach you how to self-promote in a way that is in that giving spirit of your female strength, in a way that makes you come across as in service to your boss, to the team, to an influencer, so that it doesn't come off as bragging, but you gain the benefit that men have gained through self-promoting. And that is the benefit of the right people knowing what you have to offer and what your skill sets and accomplishments are. That's hugely, hugely important to your advancement. Because the truth is, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's not true. The truth is, it's not what you know or who you know. It's who of importance knows what you know and the value of what you know and do. And the only way for them to know, unless they're following you around all the time, is to find ways to let them know your contributions. So that's what I want to share with you today. So you can be a humble leader and still self-promote in a way that is service-minded, that you can feel good about, and that gets the message across that you are an incredibly valuable woman on the team. You don't have to brag to do this. And it doesn't have to feel like self-promotion. It doesn't have to have that icky feeling. And so I have three strategies for you. And the first one is, excuse me, I'm, I'm getting over a cold. The first one is to disguise your promotion of your accomplishment or something that you did positive for the company as an update. Just think to yourself, I'm going to do nothing but a series of updates. And what you do is you update your boss, the influencers that you're trying to connect with, you do an update of your accomplishments in a way that aligns with their their values, that aligns with what they care about. Okay, so I have to ask at this point or tell you that if you don't know what your boss or 
the influencers that you're trying to get visibility with, if you don't know what they value, if you don't know what they want, then you have to ask. And some great questions for you to ask that really set you up as a leader is set aside some time with your boss and ask them, here's some questions that you can ask. What keeps you up at night? Ask your boss, what keeps them up at night? Because whatever you're doing, it's a, if it's a value to the company and a value to your boss, then it's going to align with what keeps them up at night. Your job is to figure out how to communicate your accomplishments in a way that alleviates a pain point that keeps them up at night. Let me give you an example. I actually learned this from a man. This man was a great self-promoter in a way that didn't sound bragging. And I learned from him. He was a contractor for me when I was CEO in my last um, organization. And he knew I was always worried about money. I had founded this organization. I was growing it. And it was uh, in a highly political environment. And he knew I needed money. So an example is he stopped by my office one day and he said, hey, Lacey, listen, I know you're always worried about money. I know you're always looking for that next dollar. I just wanted to let you know I met with so-and-so company last week, and I was able to get a $15,000 commitment. I just picked up the check. I dropped it off with the accounting department. You're going to see your account grow $15,000 today. And I just wanted to let you know, because I know that'll help you sleep better at night. Wow. I mean, this man was in service to me. And I was so appreciative. And when he walked out the door, it hit me. He just self-promoted to the highest extent he could self-promote. And he did it in such a way that I was just gushing with thanks because he connected it to my values and what I care about, what keeps me up at night. That's the way you do it. Ask this question. What problems are you having that I can help you solve? And then you align your accomplishments or the achievements that you've had during that week or during that project to that problem that they have. Now, the obvious question is, what if, what if the accomplishments I have don't align to the problems that they're having? Then I would almost make the case you're working on the wrong things. Then that's a discussion to really have with yourself on, am I working on the right things if I'm not working on things that my boss and influencers care about most? So that's why asking those questions is so important, is to make sure you are focused on the right things. And then another question you can ask is, what goals do you have over the next six months that I can help you achieve? That also is a great way to get the information you need on their values and what's important to them so you can align your updates with it that have to do with your accomplishments and what you're working on. That's the first strategy. Align your accomplishments with the values and goals of your boss and influencers. And then couch it as an update. Yes, this takes a little time thinking it through. It takes a little time to think through how am I going to present this. And you can do it in any number of ways. You can do it in a staff meeting reporting out. You can do it face-to-face. You can do it as an email, as a phone call, on a Zoom call, whatever. You can do it in any format. I would suggest you do it the way your boss prefers you to do it. And if you're a manager of people, I love to do this with my teams. You know, my team lets me know that paid time off is important to them. 
When I was able to get an additional week over the holidays paid, I went to the staff meeting and said, listen, I have really been listening to the amount of time that you want off for how hard you work. And I recognize how hard you work. And I really set my sights on how I can give you more of what you're looking for. Here's what I've been able to get approved by the board. And my staff was so appreciative because I couched my bragging. I couched my accomplishment. I couched what I was doing for them in terms of their values. And that's another way that you can utilize this is with your staff. It definitely takes some thought to connect your accomplishments to the goal or values of your influencers and your boss and even your staff. Okay. But it's an easy way to self-promote, to get your accomplishments known without self-promoting. So number two, there's another way that you can do this and And you may or may not be in this category, but I was at a speaking engagement once and there was a group of three young female professionals there who came up to me afterwards and they said, hey, we're having this problem. We want to ask you how to deal with it. And the problem was they had a team evenly split, uh, three men, three women, and their boss. The boss was a man too. And every weekly staff meeting, they would go to the staff meeting and the men would be doing their I statements and they would be going on and on about the achievements that they had. They would interrupt the women every time they tried to talk. And what was ending up happening is at the end of the staff meeting, the women had not shared what they had been working on, the achievements they'd had, the milestones they'd met over the previous week. And they felt like they were getting walked all over by these men. In addition to that, they said, you know, I... In addition to that, we are running circles around these men. We are achieving so much more than they are, and we're not even having the opportunity to talk about it. So we started talking a little bit about self-promotion, and it was interesting for these young women. They just could not get their head wrapped around self-promotion in any way. (laughs) They just did not want to do it. It seemed repulsive to them. I think... Just watching the way the men did it, they had it stuck in their head, I got to do it that way. So here's what I suggested to them. I said, okay, until you can get comfortable with that, until you can get comfortable self-promoting, do this. Before each staff meeting, you three, you meet the day before. And one of you tells everybody what you accomplished. And then the next one tells the other two, all of you, what you accomplished. In other words, each of the three takes turns doing the report out that they would ideally do at the staff meeting to each other. And then I said, once you have that information, Sally, you talk about Francis's accomplishments and Francis, you talk about Sue's accomplishments, right? And, and do it in a round robin so that you're not bragging about your own accomplishments. You're sharing the accomplishments of your peer. Okay. And interruption was a big thing. This is another one of those workplace unconscious bias statistics that men will interrupt women. I think it's like 40% more than they'll interrupt men. And this is what was happening in these staff meetings is three young girls were getting interrupted continually. So I coached them just to continue working at it. So if Francis is talking about Sue's accomplishments and one of the men interrupts her, 
either Francis can say, excuse me, I wasn't done sharing Sue's accomplishments. I'd like to finish. Uh, the other way is to have the third one jump in and help Francis out and say, excuse me, I'd like to hear what Francis had to say. Can we please let her finish? And keep doing that over and over again until they get the airtime. What was nice about this is that they started to get really comfortable over time doing this self-promoting through each other. And the other positive benefit from it was the boss was starting to learn things about the accomplishments and the work that was going on in his team that he didn't even know about for months. So it was wonderful for him to the point of where he started making sure that the women got their airtime in the staff meetings because he wanted to know what they were accomplishing. He started to see their value. And then I got an email from one of them several months after they started doing this. And as it turned out, the process of recognizing another of their teammates' accomplishments got them a little more comfortable talking about their own. And the last time I talked to her, she was just getting ready to start really doing her updates, her updates that would uh, allow her to self-promote in that giving fashion, in that update fashion. So if, if self-promoting is that abhorrent to you and you're in a team where you can do something like this, this is a way to ease into it. We start getting used to talking about accomplishments at all instead of just listening to the guys make I statements about everything they've achieved, right? It starts to get you talking about it in a productive way that's more comfortable, that you don't feel like you're bragging, and it gets more comfortable to start talking about achievements and how they align with the boss's desires and values and goals. The last strategy I wanna share with you is actually it has to do with when you have accomplishments or ideas that someone else is, if you have someone in the workplace that steals ideas, steals your ideas, steals anybody's ideas. And I dealt a lot with that in my career where I would have an idea or I'd have something that was really important to my success to get visible at a higher level and it would get hijacked by someone. So here's what you do to prevent that. And it's actually pretty simple. You get the idea moving under the radar. You don't tell a lot of people. You only tell the bare minimum people that it's necessary. Of course, you want to make sure the leaders that need to be involved or need to know, know, but you don't go too public with it if you can at all orchestrate that. And you get as much of the work done on that project or idea is you can under the radar before it goes public. Because what happens is when you go to launch or speak broadly about it, if it's mostly done, people who have been working on it know who was managing it. People who have been involved know who created this. It is very hard to steal once it's almost fully baked. So that is a strategy for keeping your ideas from being stolen. If you can do it under the radar for a good long time and get it fairly well developed, then you will be a lot more safe from someone stealing your ideas and then you can be visible to the people you need to be visible to in order to work towards your advancement. That's what this is about for me. It's about helping you advance your career, getting visible at a higher level so that the right people know you need to be in a higher position. 
The last strategy with the concept of idea stealing is to pre-prime the right people, the, the influencers, the leaders, the bosses, when you're fleshing out your idea. Meet with them ahead of time. Let them know your idea. Ask for their feedback. Massage your idea with their feedback. What this does is it gets several conversations under your belt about how to make this work and about how to move it forward. And what happens is if someone tries to steal it, you have this amazing cadre of influencers who already know where this came from, who already know where the ideas and the impetus and the leadership came from for this accomplishment or this idea. So if someone tries to steal it, they just know, hey, no, that was, that was so-and-so's idea. That, that's, we're already working on that. That's old news. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, it's super old, called Working Girl with Harrison Ford and uh, Sigourney Weaver and Melanie Griffith. But uh, this kind of thing happens in this movie where Melanie Griffith has this amazing idea and it's so well fleshed out that the woman who tries to steal it, whose name is Sigourney Weaver, tries to steal it in front of all these influencers. She can't answer any detailed questions about it when these influencers start to ask her questions because it was so fully developed and because it had been talked about with the right people for so long and she had no details. So it protected the idea for the Melanie Griffith character and she comes out on top because it's really obvious that Sigourney Weaver is trying to steal her idea, okay? So we have really three strategies for self-promotion. The best one, the one you need to make a habit is disguise your accomplishment as an update. Find out, if you don't already know, what your boss values, what their goals are, what keeps them up at night, and align everything you do with that as an update, okay? Subtly or directly. Pre-plan your staff meetings and your reports. Even if you're not having the problems that I outlined that these three young professionals, females were having, you can still pre-plan to get your accomplishments noticed at a staff meeting. Feel free to do that. It's so easy to do. It's have the meeting before the meeting and share your accomplishments so that they get talked about around the table. Ask for support. And then plant the seed. Pre-prime influencers with your idea and get their feedback so that by the time it goes public, if someone dishonest tries to steal it, everybody who's important already knows where the idea came from and that you're moving it forward. This should give you a good start. I really want to see you work on self-promoting in a way that doesn't feel sticky and icky and, and slimy because it's important for the right people to know what you can do and what your potential is so that you get visible to those higher levels of influencers so you can advance your career. If you want to know more about this, I encourage you to go get my book, Advancing Through Influence Using Your Five and Eight Female Strengths to Break Through Power Barriers and Advance Your Career. It's an Amazon number one bestseller. I'm very proud of that. And I do group and one-on-one coaching on the principles in that book too. And you can find my contact information in the description for my podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I'm Lacey Shane. 
And wherever you are in the world, remember, your female strengths are all powerful. And I'm here to help you leverage those strengths, increase your influence, and advance your career.